Uh, is everybody good? Yeah, don't ask before. Ask after you start recording. Yeah, just go. You gotta put all this in. <laughs> Cut this out. This is good. No, this is good. Uh, welcome to the forecast episode 50 forecast is a bi-weekly slash fortnightly podcast produced every other Thursday uh, we're a group of people who just like to explore and discuss random things from video games to films to board games to uh, entertainment and just stories that sort of we interact with throughout our everyday life um, if you want to check out everything that we've sort of worked on and done in the past because we clearly don't do anything other than this podcast right now we're all a bunch of slackers you can check out our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash We Are The Horizon Community. You can also check out our website at wearethehorizon.com. Uh, everything that we talk about here is going to be put in the cast notes, so you can check that out online as well, and it'll also be pushed out to whatever podcasting app that you use. So, let's get started like we normally do. Actually, let's not do that. It's 2018. Oh, oh it's dude, it's we 2018. doing something new? No, we're not doing something new. Oh, okay. I just <laughs> wanted to say it's 2018. <laughs> Shut up, Owen. You're not up yet. Uh, let's start with, uh, what have you been playing lately? Alex, since you have eight bajillion things in our notes this week. Everybody was gone. I just kind of played some short things that caught up with whatever. Sounds good. Are you just basically saying you were sad for a long period of time? I wasn't sad. I actually had a real good time. Wow. It was weird. So if we were all just gone more often. <laughs> yeah, sorry. We can go. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to do the cast by yourself would that make you feel better no nah, it's it's cool it's okay. everything going back to normal sweet okay good uh, i played through life is strange before the storm finally oh what'd you think uh it was okay that's fair yep um, i am still only on the first episode people yeah i noticed that because it didn't give me your stats for the second two i was sad uh, sure sorry <laughs> i'll share Jake, when i finally play it are you also a Life is Strange fan? Oh, I loved Life is Strange. The first one was really good, and this one Life seems... Life is Strange is so good. Okay. This one was, like, meh. So Life is Strange, what makes it unique is that the main character has time powers, and you can, like, roll back conversations and redo them in different ways. And this one is a prequel before anybody has time powers. So it's kind of like a standard oh, that's point weird. click adventure. So they took away like the one thing that made Life is Strange really cool. And yeah, like, and they tried to add this weird backtalk mechanic. It's all right. It's okay, but kind of, I don't like it. They also, okay. It's, they so lost like, the voice actress for Chloe. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which, like, that hurts me personally. I thought she was amazing. <laughs> I think the replacement did an okay job of trying to replicate her. Oh, she was her. fine, but Ashley Birch is amazing. I love yeah. her to death. You're right. Like, she's the only reason I bought Horizon Zero Dawn. Like, I heard she voiced the main character, and I said, <laughs> okay, I'll buy it. $60, done. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's dedication. That's like, like movie-level of brand recognition for an actor. Like, you go see the new... I, I can only think of Keanu Reeves right now for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> no, have you seen <laughs> the, the Keanu Reeves movie? <laughs> you go see the exactly. new Keanu Reeves movie. Exactly. <laughs> Keanu Reeves is in it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> see, but that um, like wasn't the case for a time with him. 
no, he's had his right. resurgence now. So before it would have been like, well, I'm definitely not seeing that movie because Keanu Reeves is in it. Yeah, well, I mean, now that he looks exactly like Adam Driver, like you have to go see him. Valid point. So before the storm is like not as not as dramatic. It's more kind of like low key. Not as crazy stuff happens, which is a lot of the things I like about the first one. But it gives you like a good solid background for one of the characters that you didn't really get to see in the main story and um that's kind of cool just kind of like adds tertiary stuff you talking about um amber rachel amber yeah rachel amber two first name person okay yeah yeah um she's like basically a primary character in the first game but not in it at all well <laughs> okay yeah can, like, can i spoil it <laughs> I get. I don't know. The first it's one's from game. what 2015. It's been yeah. a long time. And I feel like at the very Whoa. beginning, they're like, "Yeah, she's probably dead." Yeah. So I feel like saying she's dead isn't really much of a spoiler. Yeah, she's dead. She's very dead. So that's I'm, why she's not I'm really spoiled. in the first game. She's super dead. Guys, I'm only on episode one of Life is Strange. Mm, well, well, spoiler alert: Rachel Amber <laughs> died before the game started. It's pretty obvious that she's dead. But uh, it's kind of crazy because you play through this game like getting to know her and then at the end you're like oh man that was cool it's cool ending all this stuff i wonder what happens like, wait a her. second <laughs> she just freaking dies after this hey, hold on a second <laughs> sayonara after all that too soon <laughs> so yeah i give that a okay score um, okay out of 10 good no, okay out of 10 yeah mm. I play a little bit of uh, the gallery, Heart of the Emberstone, which I kind of want Caleb to be here to talk about. Is that the second episode of the gallery? Yeah, second episode. Huh. Haven't even played the first episode yet. Ep- first episode's real good. This all, one's all these episodic also games. Real good. I know. Yeah, this is episodic over like, it's been like two years since the first one came out though. So not really episodic. And they're like development stuff. They said it's not really like episodic, like traditional episodic games. Like... They see it more as a sequel. Hmm. So I don't know why they call it episodes. If that's are the case, just call it a fair, sequel. Are they fairly short games? I mean... The first one's like two hours long. And then they said that short. as they progress, they're supposed to get more and more dense and expand a lot. And so the second one's apparently like six hours long. Oh, wow. For a VR game, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, that's about the length of Lone Echo, which was really good also. And you start off this one like basically right at the end of what happened the first one, so direct follow up. Mm. It's pretty awesome. You have telekinetic powers. Um, legit. Yeah, some of that nesis. Near the beginning, you <laughs> walk into this weird coliseum-looking thing, and you're supposed to just walk through the door on the other side. But I spent like 20 minutes just like hucking stuff around the coliseum with telekinetic powers. Of course, you did. I was really awesome. surprised by that. Um, so I'll come back to that at some point probably talk more about it with Caleb when he's around res infinite. I played through the level that they built specifically for VR. Finally, it's been out for a long time, but I was catching up on stuff again. Um, that game's super cool. I don't know. Has anybody played res regular? Mm-hmm. Res? Frank has, it's like an on rails shooter essentially, but it's like, really weird and ethereal and like you're a weird point cloud person floating through space and you're shooting like magic light 
Also, the music and, is changes by how you play the game. Yeah, like Ooh. everything is linked to the music, and it's all like flashing and morphing colors and particles flying around. Like it got it got to one of the parts of the levels, and I was like feeling it, you know. You're feeling it. I was feeling it. You're always I, feeling games that are like directly associated <laughs> with the soundtrack, though. No matter and what then, it like, is. I involuntarily got this huge smile on my face. I couldn't, I couldn't not smile because it was just like, man, this is just cool. Not all you got. Okay, and uh, <laughs> I also played a boat, which is basically like an escape room thing in VR. Um, fairly well done, except for the one of the final puzzles. I got stuck forever and had to look it up. But you're basically in this like little room, and you go around the room and figure out all the little puzzles, and that's was a lot it, of fun. Uh, in line with like the Escape the Room game that they had a while back, uh, like that, but they had more of like a tone and atmosphere to it. Like you're mm, in this okay. cyberpunk kind of apartment. Ooh, and there's like a record player and weird future tech. Yep, gonna have to play that. It's cool. It's like a like maybe an hour long, maybe less. And uh, I've been getting mech in the dead cells a little bit. They added a bunch of stuff to that game. Hmm. Is it still early access? Yep. Did yeah, I know qualify for my game of the year? Maybe I don't know. Uh, rip out. I don't know if it's good enough yet. <laughs> Not complete enough yet. When's it like actually supposed to come out? I don't know. Cool. Good plan. Love it. <laughs> awesome. Solid. It's one of the, it's one of those. Yeah. It's really good. So I've heard. Um, I still haven't beat the first boss. I still have fun playing it. Wow. I'm just bad. <laughs> um. I oh, we'll move on. I've been playing number one. I got home for hope for Christmas, and one of the gifts that my mom decided to get was a Sega Genesis with preloaded games. Oh, is that a new hmm. console? Did that just come out? I, 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 don't, didn't, I didn't know Sega's getting back into the console. Yeah, either. wow, go to them. I didn't know that either. But she got a lot of things this year that I was like, I was not aware that this was the thing, and now I'm super duper excited. Uh, we didn't grow up with the Sega Genesis. We grew up with the Sega Master System, so it's like one level lower. So like all of the worst games that were preloaded, I'm like, yeah, I remember that. Pretty sure Master like, System came out after Genesis. No way. Master System's so old, dude. Um, Back check. Check it. Check it. Check those facts while I'm talking about it. Uh, but they had um, 80-some preloaded games. It's like kind of like the, what Nintendo's doing with like super small consoles, and you can still mm. use cartridges. I mean, it was cool. It was just Caleb and I were going back and playing all kinds of things that we played when we were growing up. It was just kind of fun. You don't get the opportunity to do that often. Um, and because the internet there is like dial-up, we had to find ways to just occupy our time. So we played a <laughs> buttload of board games while we were down there. Um, I think that's pretty much the only thing we give each other for Christmas at this point. Just have an Amazon list, wish list of board games and then just buy them. So we got to play a whole bunch. Caleb got several that we didn't even get to try. He actually picked up um, Cthulhu Love Letter, which has anybody played Love Letter? Oh, yeah. yeah. It's my favorite. Okay. <laughs> sure, Frank. Um, and then I, I, in a weird sort of 
I don't know. This again kind of takes me back to when I was younger. I borrowed a freaking cartridge for a console. I don't think I've done that since I was like single digits age. <laughs> but I borrowed Caleb's Super Mario Odyssey and I've been playing that. And it's actually quite fun. Uh, oh, Frank. you borrowed? Okay. Yeah, I borrowed it. Yeah, I borrowed it. And I have it until like February. Remember like when I asked system. you and I was like, hey, yo, can I borrow a, uh, your whatever? And you're like, no. What is it? Was this? The same Middle game. school? No. Oh, that's right. It was Super Mario. Yes, no. it's about the same game. <laughs> You're like done playing. I said I was busy it. No, you with can't it. borrow this. This is not middle school. Thanks, that's pretty yeah. mean. I did say something along those lines. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. But I'm not done with it. Okay, whatever you say. Frank, what have you been playing? Yeah, babe. Um, did you say yeah, babe? No. Uh, <laughs> so I've been playing a lot of Divinity Original Sin 2. Yes. Uh, I'm sure you guys have said a lot about the game, so I'll just say that I love it. I was going in, I was a little, like, iffy on the changes that they made, but I think all the changes that they made were smart and made the game better and let you focus on just making your character how you want them to be. <clears throat> and it looks I feel, great. I feel like, um, I never played the original one, but everything that... Caleb and, you know, Jake and um, Alex, did you play the first one? You did, didn't you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Take Everything I heard about it, it's, this sounds like it's like a really good example of a game where they just made all of the bad things better and then just didn't take away any of the good things. Yep. Pretty much. Solid. Me and Frank take, uh, talked about it for like a long time the other day. Yeah. Mm. That would have been a good content thing for the podcast. <laughs> Damn. I mean, I mean basically I a lot of the I mean, same the conversations we had. like three months. But like yeah, talking we about talking the armor about systems and, and all that kind of stuff, like how it changes the flow of combat. I, I think the, all the skills are cool. The AP system, smart. I think the game, uh, I, I like the just different character customi- customizations in the game. Um, like the game we're playing, I'm pretty much the only caster. Everybody has a couple other skills, but I can't really do a lot other than like heal people, move people, teleport things. But I feel like uh, other groups have been playing with fours where they've had two casters and it's been a lot more balanced. So they've been able to take a lot more specific skills, whereas I've kind of had to branch out. So mm-hmm. it's, it's, I think that aspect's kind of neat. When in doubt, go for more magic. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Jake, what have you been playing? Uh, I've been kind of traveling, so I kind of played a bunch of mobile stuff. I played a bunch of Pokemon Sun. That game's old as shit now. <laughs> but it's good. Which, it's which, one, which one is that? Uh, the newest one. Besides, I guess now there's Sun Ultra, which is oh. Sun again, I think. But more Ultra-y. More Sunny, mm-hmm. yeah. They added mm-hmm. 50% more Sun. But, I mean, it's it's Pokemon. You know, you pretty much know what you're getting there. That's fun. Lots of balls and uh, little tiny people. That's yeah. the worst explanation <laughs> in the history of forever. Hey, that's, that's Pokemon, right? No, they're not people. Not even there are people. There's a ton of people in Pokemon. No, there aren't. There are Pokemon gotta... masters. Thank oh, you very much. Oh, no, only one person can be a Pokemon master. That's Everyone else is just like some fucking bug trainer dude. So not true. <laughs> How dare you? You didn't bring your Switch? He I did. I guess I played some Odyssey. And we played some party golf. 
Yeah, I don't really want to talk about party golf. Oh, but I like <laughs> wow. party golf. Oh, party cool. golf's cool. It's okay. I've played flash games that run better than party golf. Yeah, <laughs> like how it's a bunch of fucking circles and a physics engine. How do you fuck it up? I, I don't understand that either. <laughs> when we have a loss of frame rate on party golf, I question the power of the switch. I question yeah, the people who made it. I've run Skyrim on the switch and it runs beautifully. Skyrim's that's, big. That's true. Party golf is a screen of circles. I guess you just have <laughs> to have a beefy bullshit. graphics card to run it, man. I, guess. I have it on PC. It runs flawlessly. Yeah, but we <laughs> don't have five friends to play it with on PC. I've played it with like six people in my living room. That's what we did. It was good. It Enjoyed was cool. It. I think. Did you go dig into like the crazy custom game mode stuff? Uh, how you can yeah. tweak like hundreds and hundreds yes. and hundreds of options. Yes, we did. I'm pretty sure we a. broke it immediately. Uh, we, in fact, did break it immediately. We had, what, bowling balls and high explosive if you touch, and all bowling balls start touching each other. Great. So it just was Sounds like great. instant explosion, everyone died. Maybe yeah, that's that was the reason why the frame rate dipped. <laughs> <laughs> Not even that one. It ran perfectly. All the balls just immediately <laughs> slid to the left <laughs> and went off screen. It was amazing. I like how it warns you like several times before you get into that menu about how you can Warning, the game. there be dragons. I liked it too. I mean, I thought it was a fun game. I, I put it in my top ten. Really? It's okay. Adorable. Wow. Wow. What? I enjoyed it, and I love playing games with my friends that I can literally toss to any person, you know, whether they have experience playing video games or not, and they can have just as much fun playing it. I don't think that makes it a good game, personally. I, I, I think that <laughs> it's, 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 it's a great list. party game. No, don't get hung up <laughs> on someone else's lips. It doesn't fucking matter. I, I think it makes it a good party <laughs> game, because then uh, if I like, bring it out, like, Mario Kart, I bring out, and most people are okay with it, but there are still people that are like, I don't, I can't play Razors, or I don't, I don't play video games. This, right. no one complained about playing video games. Uh, Owen, what have you been yes. playing? Uh, well, I want to start off the video game portion of what I've been playing with, I played Pyre for like an hour until I realized it was garbage and then stopped playing it. Wow. Um... <laughs> It, it it is a very fun flash game surrounded by way too much complex story that I gave zero fucks about. Like they were trying to make you all like, oh yeah, care for these people and get them out of purgatory. And I was like, I don't care. I just want to throw some glowing orbs into some glowing fire or something. I like that part. I think the gameplay was fun. The whole let me make decisions and learn stories. I was like, yeah, I don't I don't give a shit about this. I, I think it was the same thing about the, uh, I played, uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy Telltale game. Uh, Wait, fucking hold the fucking phone. <laughs> Ooh. Um, yeah, I played that for about an hour until I realized that that was bullshit. And There's I a fucking Guardians it. of the Galaxy Telltale game? Yes, there is. Is there an IP that they can take advantage of? There's a Telltale game of it. Pretty much. Yeah, I guess so. Um... Fucking Quinn Medicine Woman so, in the Telltale game. This just tells me that you can't play story games. Uh, that's not true. I like a lot of story games. When they do what is called uh, showing the story, not telling the story. I, I, if I want to read, I'll read a fucking book. 
My I, favorite I kind play of porn too. Um, <laughs> I, it, it's just there, there is a. It's the same thing with a movie. Movies are supposed to show you the story. They don't tell you in the cutscene title sequences beforehand uh, what you should care about and why you should care about them. You should be able to just watch the movie tell and be able to... Tell that to Star Wars. <laughs> Star Wars did an okay job wait, with that. Wait on it! Wait on it! Wait on it. Um, so yeah, I, I was just not very impressed. Uh... So, like, I have also been playing uh, Assassin's Creed. Uh, I, I did uh, the new one, there's Origins. Like, okay, I was about to say, there's <laughs> yeah. like 80 Assassin's Creed I've been Creed playing titles. Assassin's Creed Origins. <laughs> and Origins does a good job of showing the story. I am a guy somewhere in Egypt. My accidentally killed my son, I guess. Um, and I'm trying to go, like, run around Egypt and find my wife and avenge my son and kill a bunch of people. Okay? There was no reading involved. I care about my character. Like, it was able to do more than Pyre and uh, Guardians were in less time. And... In your opinion. In my opinion, it was able to do what it needed to do in less time than, than those games did. And I care about the characters. I'm invested. Okay. I want to know if I can assassinate these people to avenge my son. Yo, son, I'm going to tell you something right now. In an Assassin's Creed game, you can fucking assassinate whoever you want. Oh, God, yeah, I know. It's great. I mean, look at it. You killed your, you assassinated your own son. I did. Um, I also really, really like in this one how it gives you kind of this, like, bird's eye UAV kind of uh, <laughs> bird's eye because it's actually a bird eye. Um, <laughs> uh, it, it, uh, <laughs> you would laugh at that, Alex. It, it, uh, it gives you this bird's eye view of um like what's ha like what's happening around you so at any point in time you can just kind of give this glimpse and just be like oh hey uh i want to be able to assassinate this guy where are all of the guards what are the paths that they're taking what's the best route to get there and i'm actually planning out an assassination and the game's not prompting me to plan out the assassination. I'm not, like, trying to trigger specific things to do the assassination like I did in Unity. I'm literally just trying to figure out what is the stealthiest way possible to get in, get out, and kill this person from their, like, complex or fort or wherever the fuck they are. And I really enjoy that because that's what an Assassin's Creed game is supposed to be. Be stealthy, kill a bunch of people without being seen. Also have super historically accurate abilities like shooting an arrow and then just <laughs> making the arrow go whatever direction you want because you could steer it. Uh, does that actually Yo, fam, happen in like the wanting? game? Because I have not been able to do that yet. Pretty sure it's a power up. Yeah. No. I, I you can not like see guide that it like the batarang movies. from Arkham. <laughs> oh. I mean, it makes sense if you just look at the physics. And yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm enjoying it, and if you're going for the historical accuracy, just uh, wait until the historical accuracy DLC comes out. Mm. Okay, <laughs> perfect. I think I think this new Assassins is actually pretty good. Uh, so yeah, and I'm I had zero it. expectations for it. I was expecting I, it to be another crapshoot. I think Caleb might actually like this one. No, that can't possibly. The like right. the first one since one that he How, would yeah. Of. How's he going to be all superior and say, "Oh, the first one was the best one"? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now it's ruined. Um, and as far as non-video games uh, that whoa, I have whoa, whoa. played, whoa, video games. We said games. There were some board games that Aaron I'll mentioned. It. <laughs> um, 
I uh, I went to my local game shop, and uh, they had this game called Illimat. I don't know if you guys have heard of it. It's <laughs> fucking <laughs> ill. <laughs> um, for 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 those that don't know the story, I didn't get to demo Illimat. I just got to watch every single person at PAX Unplugged buy this random game that I knew nothing about, and um. I was talking to the shopkeeper, and he was like, yeah, you know, I, I ordered a bunch of them, and I got all these Kickstarter backer stuff that came with it. So he's just, oh, like, sweet. got this pile of Kickstarter stuff to go with the game. And I was like, oh, well, you know, if all of my friends have bought this game, they all can't be wrong. So I picked it up, not knowing anything about it, with all the Kickstarter goodies, uh, and I played it with Jake and Kevin. And I thought it was really fucking cool. Did you discover yeah. like eight new rules? Okay, I was that you played? just about to say that. <laughs> Literally uh, every well, time I play that game. I think, I think the rules that we kept running into were um, Kevin needs to draw his hand. Kevin needs to oh, pay gosh. attention at all. All the fucking time. He would do like a move that would, he would get like seven fucking cards and then he wouldn't draw. And then it goes back to being him, and he's like, why do I only have three cards? And we're like, god damn it, Kevin. <laughs> and there was also that time he got, like, five cards, and then it was like, Kevin, literally all of that was in winter. You can't do any of that. <laughs> <laughs> yep. See, those are, like, that's, like, the such, like, just the surface level of the rules in that game. I bet I've played a dozen times. Every time we take it out, we pull out the rule book because something goes wrong, and then we're like, oh, I didn't know this was a rule. For instance, harmonic convergence. Did I talk about this last podcast? Wait, what? Yes. It is a rule in the game called harmonic convergence. And what happens is if all the four cards in the corners get flipped over at the same time, well, not at the same time, but they're all face up at any one point in the game, everyone gets up, sets their cards down, and shuffles one seat to the left. No. And so you take that person's hand, you take that person's score, and you re you know continue the game. Oh, that is way too much work. And also yeah. retarded. <laughs> I think that rule's pretty dumb, but uh, also it's, like, cool that it exists. The other one that, I mean, the one that causes all the problems was, like, the, what do you call the, what do we call those things? Pile. Yeah, like, the weird stockpile, like, not the regular stockpile. Lock pile? Like, you can create a stockpile of sets of a number, and then it's worth only that number, not, like, the sum of the pile. Uh, and you also really... can't combine things from the field to pick it up like every other thing that you can do in the game even though that that is not explicitly stated in the rule book yeah I don't that's know. A, yeah no we we managed to not bump into any of those weird rules we found uh with the um kickstarter kit of stuff it came with uh, a book that had some like other ways to play the game and, what? Like the the origins of the Illimat and like who played in historical times and like uh the fact that there's like basically two different tribes of Illimat. There there's like a hierarchy of like how you play it and stuff. Yeah, it was like a really interesting thing of like explaining more of like the cult that plays the game, which I thought was really interesting. I was like, they thought this out way farther than I expected them to. Clearly. Yeah. Um, and they also, it also had a new, um, uh, car, uh Luminary. card, Luminary, the thank you. Yes, the audience. Uh, and that was, that was the weirdest thing to play with. What does it do? Uh, you put a bunch of cards into it face down. Everyone picks a card, places it face down into that field, and then you flip it all up. 
instead of resocking it, so it's like a bunch of random cards instead of uh, uh, resowing the field there. And that was interesting. I saw, I read somewhere online that they had a rule that the audience should, ma- like, the audience of people that aren't playing should make up a rule when that card yeah. is flipped. And I like that it- a lot better. I think it was um, they they made that with like two setups. So if you played the game with just like people with no one watching, you'd play the rule you're talking about where you took cards. But if you played online, then I think it's everyone who's watching, or if you're playing with an audience of people, then everyone who's watching votes on what that card is then going to take on the aspects of another luminary in the game. So and incorporating you know, streamer mechanics into this board game. Yeah, it was I weird. I liked it. I thought it was interesting. Um, I liked it a lot better than when we played Code Names. <laughs> you like Code Names? Code Names is cool. I liked Code Names. I, I hated bad at Code Names. I hated playing Code Names with some of the people that we were playing with. Oh no! I was You know, like I wasn't. Uh, I d- I did give a very bad clue with, to two people that I thought at least one of them would have kind of got it. Uh, because I thought it would be in someone's modern lexicon because it's in some people's. Uh, but neither of them saw Wonder Woman, so <clears throat> go figure that the two women in the group didn't see Wonder Woman, and I was like, well, this sucks. What's the clue? Um, Themyscira, because it was supposed to be, uh, the, the words were Wonder and, what was the Amazon. other one? Amazon. And I oh, wanted okay. to say Wonder Woman, but I, Wonder Woman's two words. Sure. And woman, they would have only gotten one of. So I was just like, oh, well, if I put... The mascara, it's obviously Wonder Woman and where she came from, and she's in Amazon. And they eventually got there after looking up what the hell it was. But it was just like, oh, I didn't think that they... I, I would have hoped that they would have known. Uh, I think I've like, seen that movie twice, and I don't think I would have got that. Okay. Well, maybe I'm just a nerd. Uh, <laughs> for what it's worth, we played Codenames also, but we played the pictures version, and I played with my little brother-in-law little sister-in-law. And... They were on the opposite side of the table of uh, of us, and they were like looking at the the little square that tells you where your cards are. Yeah, and like he couldn't see the images very well, so he walked around behind us, hid the card, and then was like looking at the images on the table until he figured out everything. So he walks back, and we start playing the game until I realize that he's playing upside down. Upside down. down. Yes. Oh, no. So yeah, that's we a problem. Like a whole bunch of their cards and a common oh, card. God. We had we had one uh, Kevin said four random cards, which three of which happened to be ours, and I just look at him because I haven't given the hint yet, and he's like, "I just guessed all of our cards," and I said, "Yes," and three, which was like, "Okay, so three of the four things that he just said were our cards," and then he guesses all of them right. He skips the one that was uh, the the false lead that that was uh, a neutral card. And somehow he like guessed exactly the three that he needed to guess, and we all were just dumbfounded, staring at him. And he was trying to explain the psyche of how he guessed it, and none of it made sense. But it was amazing. I like the game. I just feel like uh, I, I, I. The only thing I didn't like about it was how long it took uh, all of us to think of hints to give to our team. Because by the time that we could think of a good hint and say it, uh, everybody has lost interest in the game and we're talking about other things. And then you would tell the hint, and then, I don't know how you guys play it, but we had somebody who every time you gave them a hint, they would, on the other team, 
they would try to mess up the other team. And it was obvious that what she was trying to do. And it just was more annoying than tricky. Because it was just like, mm-hmm. hey, uh, you know, this word here, you know, the hint's cone. And then she's like, you know, police officers wear cones on their chest. And it was like, that, no, they don't. That has yeah, nothing like to Madonna. do with it. Yeah, it was just like the dumbest fucking shit to try to throw people off the trail. And I was like, can you please just stop talking? Aren't you also not allowed to do that? Yeah. I, I, not I allowed to give know. context for your clue, right? Well, you I mean, say the clue. It, it wasn't, it was like on the opposing team, she would try to throw you off whatever the clue was. Oh. So I would say like, the oh, the hint for my team is cone. And then um, she would then be she on would the other say, team okay, yeah, I got and you. be like, you know, peanut butter cups are shaped like cones. And it's like, no, th- what? <laughs> it, it, it just made no sense. And she kept doing it for all of the time we played. And I was like, please stop. All right, let's uh, uh, now that we've spent 33 minutes talking about what we've been playing lately. Woo! Um, that. <laughs> let's move on because we have a lot of things we want to run through. And I'm pretty sure we're going to have to scratch some of these because I have a feeling we're going to spend a little while talking about Star Wars. Um, really? <laughs> but let's jump into video games real quick because there's a couple things we wanted to make note of. One is that acronyms are just getting way too long for types of games like VR, <laughs> MMORPG. Things of the yeah. such. Sword Art Online. <laughs> no, it's, I played Orbis VR. It is what I believe to be the first VR MMORPG. It's actually really cool. It's um, Is it the Oasis? No. <laughs> <laughs> like you, you make a character like WoW or whatever and you start your adventure and a guy's there teaching you, you like an npc seconds. teaches you how to so do combat and it's kind of like classless so like you can kind of go into the different classes like there's a sword guy there's a bow guy there's a gun guy and then there's like a magic guy um but you have all the weapons so you just kind of like level up your abilities with those things based on you using them and um it's it's sweet because it's like open world. You just kind of roam around. You're fighting monsters. You're taking on quests. There's other people all roaming around. Everybody has voice chat enabled. Everybody's just talking to each other. Um, some s- kind of unique experiences. Like uh, there's this guy that was getting wrecked by this monster, and he's like yelling for help. And I walk over. I, I was playing like a supporty class at that point with uh, my gunslinger guy. And I was just like shooting heal bombs at him and like putting some damage over time stuff on the monster. I managed to save his life and help him kill the monster. And then he like physically turns to me and is like, hey, thanks, dude. Thanks for the help. And then like waves at me. And I'm like, no problem, guy. And I go off. And then I can hear him talking to somebody else in his room. He's like, yeah, I'm just making friends. (laughs) (laughs) It's like cool cool interactions like that that would just like never happen in regular games. I don't know. It was it, it was fun. Now I have a very serious question. Yeah. If you die in the game, <laughs> do you die in real life? I've died several times, and I can confirm you do not. What's even the point? Yeah, that's so not the point. Game. You know, it's just uh, just all fun and games, man. Maybe until the DLC. somebody dies in real life. Well, right. in the DLC, <laughs> I'd buy death DLC. Sounds pretty good. <laughs> Die in real life DLC. Yeah, man, that sounds awesome. 
um, some other VR stuff. I also played From Other Sons. I guess I could have like played this S-U-N-S all up in the stuff. Like S U N S or S O N S? Uh, S U N S. Okay. That's um, a little more exciting. It's an Oculus exclusive. It is. It's a co-op, like um, shooter type game, but it's very much like built on top of a framework that is basically FTL. Hmm. Ooh. Um, so you're like in a ship and you can go around to all the different parts of your ship um, and they're all like basically the things that are from FTL you've got like the medic bay the shields place the weapons area and all that and uh, like the helm or whatever and it's a three-player game where you have, like, one person, like, running the map and doing comms with other ships you come across or space stations or whatever. Like Artemis. And you've got a... Yeah, like Artemis. Like, there's another guy controlling, like, weapons and stuff like that. And um, a third guy doing some other crap that I forget. <laughs> and also, you have a teleporter station. And you can go, like when you jump to a new point and you come across a pirate ship or something that's going to attack you if you don't pay them some scrap. Um, you basically start battling, you do your space battle stuff, but then somebody runs over to the teleporter, initiates a lock on their ship, and um, gets the teleporter going. And then you all like run from the helm to the teleporter and jump into their ship and go murder them all in person. What? And um, like collect loot and stuff. You find like new guns. Um, you get like hacker tools so you can like go into their their uh, cargo bay and like hack their cargo bay and send all of their stuff over to your ship Um, that would absolutely be the most satisfying thing if they added that to <laughs> Star Trek if you could yeah. Just, yeah, like, how does this how does this compare to Star Trek bridge command or yeah, yeah. What a bridge it's crew. like if you took the bridge crew stuff but then layered all the roguelike and um, uh. first person shooter stuff on top of that Right. Maybe not quite as fleshed out um, bridge crew stuff. Like it's a little it, bit more simple. Okay. That sounds fun. I like that. I really like the idea of just taking you from the ship to ship battle to just tell every teleporting everybody like in the ship. Them. Yeah, that's really cool. And it's cool because like Chad would be like, "All right, I got to lock on them for teleportation," and then I'm like, "Well, their whole strength is at forty percent," and he'd be like, "Well, stop bombarding them because we're going to jump onto the ship." We don't want to blow them up while we're over there. And then we'd like go in and infiltrate and like take out the captain. And you can like physically go into like the like the engine room and like shoot the engine a bunch to like disable their engines. Hmm. Stuff like that. Yeah, they really need to put that into Star Trek. That seemed really cool from the hour I played ish. And it's got like the the FTL map, like somebody's chasing you and you're trying to get to a destination. You're moving like left to right across the star field, bouncing across like shop places and ports and stuff like that. Oh, just how you're progressing through the game essentially? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, now that I've spent five dollars on the Steam winter sale and bought a um whatever the heck that thing's called for Steam. Steam box? Steam box? Is that right? Uh, mm, I don't even know what it's called. <laughs> <laughs> is it Steam Link? 
Steam Link. Yeah, there, there it is. Go. Yay, Steam Link. Yeah, now that I've spent five bucks on that. Tell me about the NVIDIA thing. I'm going to be upset, I'm sure. NVIDIA thing? I think you would really like it because it would fit into your ecosystem because it's, it's an Android TV and it has Google Assistant and everything built into it. Uh, <laughs> okay. And that's like Aaron's house is all outfitted with Google Assistant stuff. Like he just yells at Google to do things all the time. It's great. Um, so like it, it is a set-top box that you use for like streaming media. Um, it's got like the Plex app, the Netflix app, all that crap, you know. And I needed, I chose this one specifically because it could do audio output over USB. And oh, word. So I could use my um, DAC and amp that run off of USB with it. Hmm. Um, I previously had like an old Apple TV that I was using that didn't have the app store or anything like that. So it was kind of stuck where it was at and it didn't have a Plex app. And so I was like throwing Plex stuff from my phone to the Apple TV through AirPlay and it was kind of crappy. Um, and that had optical out, which also worked with my DAC. But the new Apple TVs do not have optical out. It's just got an HDMI port. Yep. So dumb. So I'd have to go to like some sort of audio stripper from HDMI. And I didn't want to do that. So I just wanted to do something native. So I got the the shield. It also has um, the game stream stuff built into it. Okay, that's what I was going to ask. Yeah, like the shield TV. So it has... You can do it either way. You can do it through Steam with uh, Steam streaming, or you could do it straight from NVIDIA's platform through GeForce Experience. Uh, I found the NVIDIA stuff to work about the same, if not slightly better than the, the Steam stuff. Um, and it works super well. Like I, so I have it like latency at all? Not really. No. Um, I wasn't getting any of the issues that you were getting with your Shield TV. Freaking hate uh, that thing. With your with your little not Shield TV, your little Steam Link. Steam You're Link. getting like hiccups, like uh, just like frame drops here and there. Things would pause for like half a second, quarter of a second. Yeah, it's dumb. Um, I wasn't getting any of that. I was playing Dead. I've been playing Dead Cells on it, and that gave me kind of need precise timing, and it's been working out pretty well. Hmm. I like it a lot. Also, it's got Google Assistant, so I was like laying there, and then I was like, "Okay, Google, play Stranger Things," and it like launched the Netflix app and pulled up the latest episode of Stranger Whoa. Things that I was on. <laughs> okay, that's so okay. annoying because I have like I went the Android route, but we all have iPhones, and I have an Apple TV, and I'm like, "Right, what was I thinking?" What were you thinking? Why'd what you do was that? I thinking? I don't even know. Now I need to just convert over to like Android. You just got everything. Well, I mean, it's just a <laughs> mixture of things, and it, they, you know, a lot of things work together in my house, but a lot of things just are like on different systems, and I can't really get them to work together, and it drives me nuts. So maybe that's maybe that's the next upgrade. Um, speaking of TVs and shows and movies and film. Let's talk about the most important thing we have on this list, which is Star Wars. Oh, okay. I was going to say Sushi Go, but... Oh, dang it. 
Yeah, since we're still in VR, kind of a little bit, not really, but I was. We literally <laughs> just moved out of it, but sure, yeah. Sure. Continue. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> let me just talk, let me say Zero Days VR real quick. Um, I bought that. I think it's on sale for like seven dollars right now, six dollars. It is. Aren't any basically, days ten out of ten? It's based off of um, it's a it's a VR documentary about Stuxnet, hmm. and it's based off of a regular 2d documentary that is much longer and is on netflix called regular Stuxnet. 2d documentary <laughs> yeah yeah regular okay. 2d documentary uh it's okay. it's super cool i mean it's a it's a documentary but it's yeah, in you've vr you really gotta sell me man <laughs> it's in vr though Ooh, that's tough is it only on oculus uh no that's on steam oh it's on um, steam Ooh. It's about Stuxnet, which is the virus that was designed to attack the Iran nuclear mm-hmm. development facility stuff mm-hmm. that the U.S. declines to comment on, <laughs> even though there's like been whistleblowers that said that we did it, um, along with other countries. But it's it's super cool and and atmospheric and the way that presents all of the information in a space around you and like the the visual design and stuff pretty neat it's just a new medium i think that we could see a lot more stuff come out of it's like a just a video in vr format so it's like you can look at any space yeah, at any but one it's time not, it's not just like a 360 video though it's like an actual rendered thing interesting with like 3d sound and everything Hmm. Pretty cool. Wanted to mention it. Well, thanks for mentioning, Alex. Are you Much done? I appreciate it. Can we talk about Star yeah. Wars? Star yeah. Wars. What's up? Sure. I heard it sucks. Uh, man, it's right? good. Man, I heard it was quote unquote okay. Three out of five. I, I heard similar. It things. was. It was okay. okay out of five. Still- <laughs> okay. Out of five don't even good. say okay is good. Okay <laughs> is definitely not good. It's okay. <laughs> I mean, I enjoyed it. I went to see it twice. I just think that that one fucking scene is dumb as shit, and there's Which no scene? way around it. Which scene? Uh, we might want to clarify that we're going to do spoilers now. Hey, oh, we're spoilers! About to fuck ton of spoilers. <laughs> Sorry, Jake. Um, uh, it's fine. Don't worry. It's it's I, it's just okay. So I hear it's okay. I am a hundred percent fine with Leia being able to ha- use the force but <laughs> god damn it there is no amount of force that you can lift through an explosion be launched into space regain consciousness and then fly the fuck back i know <laughs> don't even think she regained consciousness did she <laughs> I, not I just, really it didn't it was seem like, like a, it no yeah, it was like a subconscious reaction no i don't she, like, give a shit it's still she got dumb exploded thrown out into the vacuum of space and then force pulled her way back into a ship yeah what i thought you said it was a bad movie <laughs> wait that can't no, be no. right oh, let's let, let me let me no that's not even that's not even the worst part the worst part is that for two hours and 20 hour minutes it is there is this ongoing like super slow space chase for some reason i guess yeah. like the underlying plot we have a big Star Destroyer, essentially, chasing a whole bunch of Rebel Alliance ships, essentially. And for some reason, we don't just, you know, warp in front of the other ships and then blow them up. Because that's not a thing. Why, why wouldn't we do that? You, you can't no, do that, bro. We, we gotta you can't s- do that. Okay, sure. Slowly fast. chase them. God, it was you, so annoying. Uh, you know what's more annoying than that? If, if you can, you know, go light speed and take out 
you know, an entire group of Star Destroyers. Don't you think that maybe that's your first fucking option in the let's ditch a bunch of ships and yeah. watch them get destroyed? And if then make it go light speed. <laughs> I mean, if you're after... already going to scuttle ships, why not that be the first option? And my friend, one of my coworkers was like, well, they didn't have a ship big enough. Ooh. Yes, they did. Man, they your coworker have... just got dunked on. She got downgraded from, co from friend to coworker. <laughs> <laughs> this poor person. You know, they're like, oh, well, they didn't have a ship big enough. Yes, they did, because they had the cruiser that they did it on. And he's like, well, you couldn't do that at the first first point. And I was like, yeah, you could. Everybody go to the medical ship or whatever else you got, and then just sacrifice the cruiser to do a suicide light run and kill all of the uh, Star Destroyers. And bam, right. Here, you have Here's my grasping at straws rationale you, for you why that can't happen. You grasping. <laughs> Uh, the only reason why that plan worked was because they decided to ignore the the ship to to shoot the little ones that were going to the the planet, right? So if they had like gone off and like done their little work escaping thing, and nobody was there to tell them that there's a bunch of invisible ships, right? Theoretically, they'd still be focused on the big one, and then they'd just be like, "We'll just blow it up." I don't know so why it's turning saying, around. you you know, the whole, like, if if uh, Finn just did his job like he was goddamn supposed to, uh, none of that shit would have happened? Yeah. Uh, so, because... Wow. Wow, that's, why, that's pretty deep. Why I, I, I would Finn like to point out movie? the fact that there is multiple times. There's even an entire conversation on the uh, cruiser about what the hell the rebels have planned. And Poe asking for what the plan is. And uh, General whatever the fucker face is just being Hello. like, I'm not going to tell you. Um, Ad Vice Admiral Holden. Vice Admiral Holden. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, why? Wow. There is no reason for her to not tell him the plan. Also, why not just tell him the plan? It would have stopped him from doing all of the dumb shit that he did end up doing anyway. I mean, hold it up. takes two seconds hold up, hold to up. literally explain, <laughs> yo, hey, yo, yo. there's the shit. Hold the phone. Done. Hold on. I got a question for you, though. Yes. Did you like the movie? Like, yeah. did you enjoy watching the movie? Oh, yeah. Then don't worry about it. <laughs> because you can't change that. Like, that's where, that's where I'm at with it. Like, I watched it. I was like, this was a well-paced movie. Whoa, 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 and, whoa, and, whoa, whoa, whoa. And, like, that's, well that's all I need. Well-paced? It was, I like, well shoved together, like, oh, we're just going to progress here, like, uh, two weeks. Oh, boom, I mean, done. I, I, I felt playing. like... <laughs> I felt like pa paced in terms of like entertainment okay. was not necessary. I don't know why he was in that movie. No, Finn Finn's part was useless. Rose is a useless character. Yep, Benito, Benito del Toro's character was useless. Also, why I, was he even that movie? I liked his character. I just didn't He's think it cool was dude. relevant. There was a lot of characters like that. that I was like, I like your characters, but I feel like you are completely and totally irrelevant to the rest of the movie. Okay, somebody answer this for me. Does anybody feel like that the uh, the first so episode seven very well mirrored episode four, mm -hmm, and then yeah. this one was set up to mirror episode five? But then right when they were in the room with Snoke, they were just like, "No, no, no we're going to change the entire outcome of everything you should be planning on." Uh, yeah, I think that's what they were going for. I think they were trying to subverse you in that way. They're yes. trying to make something different, you know. I would have been so satisfied. It would have just been like you know. Basically, episode five. Uh, I 
Are you? I like that they did you? it with the first one to like reestablish this franchise, but then I'm happy they're doing different things now. Like I don't want them to just do the same thing again. Yeah, that's like that's just asking for more remakes of other movies. Yeah, they could have just done a reboot. Like, a, you want to watch episode five? Guess what? There's a really good version of that called Star Wars Episode Five: The Empire Strikes Back, <laughs> or Episode Whatever. I mean, but just like everything, they could, the space battle, uh, being on a snow slash salt planet, um, the fact that that was the first time. I'm pretty sure that was the first time we saw ATATs, wasn't it? In yep. the new neutral. Mm-hmm. Okay, there you go. Uh, the whole scene with the big ones, the super big ones. Yeah, yeah, those are cool. Yeah. The how big they were, they're so big. The Shit, whole scene is essentially like the emperor and the f- almost sort of relation battling, and the you know sort of do it scene. All of that, <laughs> do it. Yeah, do you it. know what I'm talking about? Like all of those seem to like line. I don't up. think that's from the Empire Strikes Back, but sure. Yeah, that's from Six. Yeah, that's from Return of the Jedi. Well, then they just squished it all together. Strike down your opponents. Uh, I will say good things that they did. Everything that involved Luke fucking Skywalker. All of it. Oh, they finally revealed it. his middle name? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, I mean, I loved every second of him being on screen. Whether it was him being the whiny, I was supposed to be a legend, but I failed and now I'm a shit. I was like, alright, I love this. I love this character arc. I, I loved him being a badass against Kylo. I loved him mentoring Rey. Like... Everything that Entering involved him. Word. See, that's what I heard too, but <laughs> I don't think that's what he said. All the Luke stuff, all the Kylo and all the Ray stuff was awesome, I yeah. think. Yeah. Kylo and Ray's storyline has gotten so much better. I, yeah, with, I think, I, I think I, with I, him becoming a more emotionally aggressive, yep. uh, testosterone fueled rage machine. Sure. <laughs> I mean, that's I like know. him. The entire he just got worse from the I mean not like not not worse because I did like his character in this movie but I mean he just was like even more over the top with his like yelling and frustration he's just and, frustrated I mean he's just like, frustrated. how frustrated how would you, dude how would you feel if you killed your dad <laughs> yeah that messed him all up when he killed his dad and then there was a scene where he was about to kill his mom and then he decided not to and he but, was like. And then somebody else did it for him, but then she, you know, force spoiled herself way back in yep. the ship. And now she's alive for episode nine, where Carrie Fisher will not be able to play her. Good job, yeah, guys. I don't know well what they're going to do with her. I don't. I, I no don't. one does. Oh, just do a Snoke thing. It worked well last time. <laughs> or, sorry, not Snoke. Um, Tarkin? Yes, Tarkin. CGI monster. Sorry, I got just my CGI monsters in. mixed up. I like that they just killed Snoke unceremoniously. Like... He was oh, yeah. all set up to be this mysterious, huge, big bad guy, and then they just cut him down. They're like, no, we're focusing the story on Kylo. Yeah, no, I love that too. I thought that was great. Um, although I, I would have I, been equally excited if he turned out to be like Mace Windu. I didn't like. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like any of the comedy in the movie. It was like, hit or miss for me. Too over the top. Like they were trying too hard. Like, I, I think the little. What are the little dudes' Porgs. names? Yeah, those guys were terrible. I love the porgs. Give me more porgs. I think the only good scene was when he was about to eat, uh, when Chewie was about to eat one, and they were all upset. That was good. I think they could have left it at that. But like the having them bounce around the the ship and like scream in the window and stuff, like they're rabbits or something, or 
friggin' minions. minions. Yeah, they seemed minion-esque. Are, are you telling me that, that like, Disney is trying to find their answer to minions? That, that doesn't I. sound like anything that fucking I, I don't, Disney would do. I don't think that's at all what they intended those to be. I that's think what I, thousand I percent got out of them. Supposed to be. Yes. They wanted the, we need something cute that we can sell shit from. Oh yeah, let's make porgs. I mean, isn't that, so, wouldn't a better comparison be like Ewoks? Uh, Ewoks sure. did more and had more of a plot point <laughs> than the porgs did. You're right. My boy Wicket. Basically, my arc with this movie was, I went and saw it, and I was like super pumped coming out of it. And I was like, oh my gosh, that was so good. I was so excited the entire time. It was great. And then I read everybody's critiques online and I was like, you know, you make good points. <laughs> and then I kind of like got a little bit depressed about how there's like a bunch of really big flaws with this movie. But then in the end, I came back around. I saw it a second time. I came back around and I was like, you know what? No, it was a good movie. I had a good time with that movie. Yeah. Especially I, the light speed part. Frickin' A. Second time oh, around, my body was so ready the second time scene. around. My I like tensed up. <laughs> and then I cried a little bit. The first time I was like in, in awe. The second time I saw that scene, I, I shed a tear. Because it was just so awesome. Yeah, there, there are scene. only two scenes that they took out sound. And those are the only two. Like, they just did such a good job with that and making you feel it. Frickin' ship cuts through everything sound goes dead for a minute oh my goodness yeah that part was actually Huge explosion. really cool just yeah. the, the silence yeah i realized what she was doing and i was like oh fuck i love it when they do this in sci-fi like in battlestar galactica when they just jumped the galactic in the atmosphere they're like what's gonna happen i don't know never been done before also, Except what I did time. for the second time around was I read Abe's whole write-up about what he thinks are the good and bad parts of the movie. How, how many like words went, did he write? It's over 4,000. <laughs> um, I read all that just before I went and saw it the second time and then like focused on what he was talking about. And it like it all made a lot of sense. Like the theme of the movie being that you have to save the things you love, not distort the things you hate. Oh, dude. And how they like pound that into you so many times. I did not need that pounded into me. And that's also Word. not how that works. <laughs> and like, that's the reason why Finn. I think if Finn would have just freaking died blowing up the cannon, his character arc would have been so much better. Yep. <laughs> Look, I, I was about Rose, like, helping out Finn there on the other planet, but, like, Jesus Christ, if, like, if you can manage to get in front of Finn after turning around and then getting into enough of a way that you can 90-degree T-bone him, uh, she could have sacrificed herself and that would have been a done scene. Like, <laughs> you, you, you just could have done it and you wouldn't have had that awkward, no, but we need to save that what we love and we're going to awkwardly love each other now. I mean, I have beef with the fact that he, every, all the other speeders have broken off because they were like, oh, we're not going to fucking make it. And like, he just kept going. He was the only one. And for like a minute, he was driving in a straight line at a whole fucking line of these big gorilla tanks armed to the teeth. 
Nobody shot him. Nobody even tried to shoot him. <laughs> I mean, it's like it's you know stormtrooper syndrome. But at least even if they wanted to shoot him, they would just shoot. miss. Like I just, I just, of all the things where it's like, oh, they they weren't paying attention to this thing, or like, oh, Kylo was focusing on Luke too much, so oh, the good guys got away. Like I'm, it's who in the right mind. So why is that Weasley like comedic relief now? <laughs> that Weasley. That was, <laughs> that's so weird. Uh, also, I went and saw it with Janae, and she has kept on. Leaning over and asking me things about Bill Weasley. Oh and it was my like, gosh. <laughs> of course she did. Is that even like the same actor? Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, and you catch on real quick, huh? I always she's thought like, that he, he looked came like a first, Weasley. I just didn't know why I thought that. It was like first scene <laughs> that he was on. She's like, Draco is that Bill Weasley? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Unkept hair and a hand-me-down robe. You and she kept be on being Weasley. like, so is he related to Bill Weasley? They're like no, They're like <laughs> same universe. Uh, Just kept on asking me questions about. It. I'm like, uh, first of all, we're in the Alamo. No talking, or you get thrown out. That's correct. He freaking keeps on asking me questions about Bill Weasley. You're just taking your sock <clears throat> off, stuffed it in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> that would have not gone well. She nah, hates you feet. just give her a sock and be like, "You knew are a free feet. elf." I was glad that she was into it because of that, though. Like, I feel like it got her more invested in the movie. Probably. <laughs> just because of that. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how much more we can say about Star Wars. It definitely has its flaws, but I, I, I think it's good still. Yeah, I agree. I enjoyed it. Okay, it was an enjoyable movie. Th- this also, this, this was the first Were time... Were you coming in here to fight about it? That say it's bad? Just... No, I wasn't coming in to fight about it. I just... What do you think? It... Oh boy. Okay. It, like, it wasn't like really good or really bad. I was just kind of like indifferent. What did Caleb say? He said the same exact thing I did. He said meh when we walked out of the movie theater. Meh. Yep. Of course he would. <clears throat> what a I mean... <laughs> Modern day Shakespeare, really. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I like I said. I it's just it it hit fired on some cylinders, and then some were just like I this I don't understand this. Owen made yeah. a good point, like about the that one scene was t- absolutely terrible, and there were scenes that were just really great. <laughs> Janae just goes, "When when she flew through space?" <laughs> that was really funny because Janae's like all ready to see some weird Star Wars crap, and then that scene happens, and she actually turns to me like, "What?" <laughs> and I like had to like lean over and explain. I was like, "No, that was stupid. Don't worry, you're right." <laughs> Janae just said, not even Dumbledore can come back from death, so that's not possible. <laughs> oh, gosh. Harry oh, can. <laughs> I watched those movies. Uh, um. Okay, well, we'll, we'll. I guess we'll just have to wait on the last one. Dadgummit. So when we're doing episode like, uh, let's see, 100 and, 102? If we're still doing episodes then? Uh, if when we're doing episode 102, then we can talk about the, the next episode, episode 9. Um, other things in movie realm just to kind of wrap up I wanted to point out a couple things um, has anybody noticed the superb amount of Netflix holiday movies yeah man dude yeah man did you watch any of them yeah man which ones did you watch 
I watched Christmas Prince. Oh my gosh. I watched Christmas Tell me Inheritance. what you thought about the Christmas Prince. Did you watch it? Yes, I did. Because okay. <laughs> Allie loves it. She thinks it's her favorite movie ever. Uh, in terms of like corny holiday movies, like Hallmark style TV movie stuff, I think that one's actually pretty good. I think the only reason it's pretty good is because it takes all of the aspects of like all of the other movies that everyone likes. Princess Diaries in that sort yeah. of realm. Very Princess Diaries. Puts them all in the same movie and then you're like, oh, it doesn't even matter how terrible this is. There's just similar I mean, parts. They're, all, they're all bad, but I don't watch them for an exquisite film experience. <laughs> I watch them because my mom likes them. We're chilling and it's the holidays and we're hanging out and we're watching dumb Christmas movies on TV. I watched like probably like seven or eight hallmark original like premiere holiday movies right would you do that to yourself they're all so bad they're all like much worse quality than the netflix stuff and of course they are it's hallmark i counted Um, i counted five of them counter for that Uh uh-oh later okay Um, (laughs) so there was a a merlin uh version of merlin starring sam neill that was like a three-part miniseries by Hallmark that is, like, amazing. Really? Yeah. Like, really good practical effects and interesting, like, camera tricks and stuff. Hmm. I guess there I mean, that's probably putting way more budget into that than the let's produce 25 movies, 25 brand new premiere movies. Oh, yeah, movies the rest of them garbage. To but... put out one a day <laughs> in December. Um... I so all these movies follow this the typical there's a girl that's either single or in a bad relationship or in a relationship that she thinks is good but it's actually bad and she meets some guy and then over the course of the movie they get closer to each other and then they have some sort of falling out and then they get back together in the end right oh, it's a rom-com it's, it's it's that thing exactly to a T with no deviation whatsoever every single time hit me um the interesting thing I found was out of the seven or eight that I watched, I counted five that carried not only that trope, but like the exact same plot of these two people that are getting to know each other are trapped in a town that revolves itself entirely around Christmas and they're snowed in. <laughs> five of the seven? Five of them had the exact plot with like very, very minor deviations about like what the characters did for their job and why they were there. Are you sure this wasn't like a Haruhi Suzumiya type situation <laughs> where they're just trolling you? I don't know, man. I was like, there was one where I was like, all right, cool. It's not the trapped in a Christmas town thing. And they were flying to some, you know, Small resort. Town. Oh, okay. They were flying to a resort for work. Right. And the plane got diverted because of bad weather to a Christmas town and they got snowed in there. Oh and I was like, God. are you freaking kidding me? Because I was like 10 minutes into this movie, like, yeah, it's not going to be the same plot again. Do you think they only have one set and that set is a Christmas town? So they're always just like, how do we utilize this set in as many movies as possible? You know what would be man. great if they all met each other in the Christmas town? And so, oh like, at God. first, it's, like, they're just, like, an extra, but then the next movie is that couple, and they're the main characters? <laughs> That'd be really good. They should have done that. They should do that. That like a, is actually a really good idea. 
It sounds Combine like... Combine all the universes. Yeah, the final movie would just be like a big key party. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> I, yeah, I just thought it was weird that that was uh, how all those work now. I don't know. Hey, it's still fun. For what it's worth, Frank, Merlin, two things, is on Netflix right now. Oh, and also, it? it has an 80% on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. Nice. It's really it's good. It's four hours long. Mm-hmm. It's a miniseries. Oh. It's split into three parts. Wow. They're all like an hour and 20. That does actually add up to four hours. I'm proud of you, Frank. Boom. <laughs> Boom. That is how I run. Um... What? The only other thing I was going to mention movies-wise, uh, now that we've talked about all the terrible things that are on Hallmark and Netflix for Christmas stuff, um, is Dunkirk was the only wholly original uh, film in the top 25 box office films for this year. Mm. Everything else was... I thought that was kind of interesting. Everything else was a remake or a sequel or a prequel or somehow related to like a different, like a series of movies. That ain't news, dog. That's just a shame. <laughs> just sad. We need just like limited original content. I guess with that high level of production value, right? Um, Alex, should we talk board games real quick? Sure. What was that half hour earlier? That was other board <laughs> games. Don't worry about that. That's other. That's doesn't other even ones. count. Oh, heard. Uh, I put the thing on here again for like the third week in a row or something. Or third Fortnite in a row. that good of a board game? Uh, I just wanted to say that people with the name Aaron are devious and horrible in that game. Um, I had another like event with that game where I just we failed miserably because my other friend Aaron basically like was just like co conversating with me the entire game, strategizing about who the bad guys were, trying to figure out who the bad guys were. And turns out in the end, she was it. Like she had totally wholly convinced me and also everybody at the table that she was a human. It was insane. Like I actually went around the table at the end and asked everybody if they would not have taken Aaron on the helicopter to escape. Every single one of them said that she was one of the people that they would have taken that they would have picked. So we just lose no matter what in that situation. That's how good she was at being deceptive and underhanded. And the way she did it was actually she got nominated to be the final captain and choose the team for the helicopter. And she like started choosing the team and she chose me. I was like, cool, we're getting out of here. And we knew for a fact that two other people were humans because we had blood tested them. And then she started picking other people other than those. And I was like, what the heck's going on? And she ended up taking all of the bad guys on the helicopter and escaping with all of them. <laughs> Just as like, like an extra troll move. Uh, yeah, it's an extra like F you guys. I'm good at this game. <laughs> sounds like you're like, just incredibly bad. I have not won yet. I've been a human every single time and I have not won. That's like the fifth or sixth time I've played. Mm. Um, last but not least, I'll just kind of wrap this up. Um, I wanted to make mention of something that we actually got for Christmas. It's actually really cool. And you guys should check it out. Um, Shay for Christmas bought us this thing. That's like, 
it's almost like an if you think wrap your mind around like an escape the room or like puzzle solving thing what happens is we got this package in the mail and it was a well, inside the package was like a whole bunch of things like uh, there was a medallion there were like several old maps there was like um a almost like a a charter that was signed by a whole bunch of pirate captains and then stamped. And it's essentially, the premise is this guy sends you all of this information from his partner who was a, um, like, like they ran a shipyard and they were on this sort of treasure hunt. And you get an unknown number of packages. We've received two already. And you basically just have to decipher what's going on and figure out, exactly where this person is and basically solve where the treasure is so on our wall upstairs in our dining room we have this huge uh 40 inch by like i don't know 30 some inch big map with all of these different things on it from like small pirate maps to layouts to charts we have strings with yarn that connect points on the maps and then they cross and then that's where things happen and this i don't it it sounds like it's really um, going to be like really simple, but we, Alex, how long did we spend on it? Mm, we worked on it for like an hour, maybe. Crack the code. Yeah, we didn't is. really get much of anywhere. No. Also, you haven't got a third package yet then? I haven't got a third package. No. Oh. But apparently there's a lot more of these online where you can just order. It's almost like an escape the room. They have them in a box format. You just, they ship to your house and then you just solve it with a group of people. Right. Which is really freaking cool. Yeah, in that same vein, I've been playing this game called Unlock, which is basically that, except for like in a retail box form. Um it's it's not like unique items and stuff like that, but it's it's all on cards and it simulates an escape room through cards. Um mm. basically like you're like the mechanics of how it works is like you read the the intro story and you flip the card over and it's a room and there's like a bunch of numbers on this card and all of the cards are numbered in your deck and so you pull out the cards that are shown and it's going to be like a desk or like a a hallway or like one of them could be like a key or something like that and everything's like labeled blue and red and you're supposed to be able to combine blue and red numbers to to make other numbers and then pull those cards out of the deck and basically you're solving these puzzles to find numbers that are related to other cards in the deck until you get through the whole thing and escape the room. Is that the one where you can buy like additional escape the room packs and play it's, it? It's um I mean they're basically like individual games that you play once. They're like $15 right. each. Right. But like the and base they, they have like a like bunch more of them. expensive, right? Uh not this one it uh, just has like you can just buy like individual games. Hmm. I saw one that sounds like just like that, but it comes in like a primary box, and then you buy add-ons because it has like four that it comes with. Really? Yeah, I don't know. This one was like the. There's like three main stories that are out right now, or maybe more at this point. Hmm. They're all about fifteen each. I've been playing not even the ones that you buy, but you can go to their website and do print and play versions of demos. Yeah, and um, since you just play through it once and you're done, I just have been printing it out on regular printer paper and cutting it out. Yeah, rather and it's than worked, spending the money on it. Yeah, it's worked pretty well. Uh, one of them is about an hour long. The rest are about half an hour long, and there's four of them that you can print and play. That's awesome. So, yeah, you should go check that out. It's called Unlock. 
Unlock. Um, so I, I guess kind of last thing here, um, we've been <laughs> pushing this off primarily because Caleb was uh, yelling at us that we couldn't do it in December, but uh, we are going to be doing our Game of the Year edition podcast in two weeks from this Thursday. Um, I'm pretty sure we've got our sort of parameters set up at this point. So, um, how many did we narrow down to last year? Five? Ten? I think it was five each, and then we did a combined list of ten. Don't know. I mean, I think that only really worked because we didn't have a lot of overlap last year. Yeah. I couldn't even find our lists from last year. Oh, they were garbage. Last year sucked. I'm just going to go out and (laughs) say it. Pokemon (laughs) Go made someone's list. Garbage (laughs) year. I wonder who that could be. (laughs) <laughs> I'd say I put a dating it, it sim on, mine. but that might that might happen. Remember again. when that Mirror's Edge game made your list, and then like a week <laughs> later, you were like, "This is the worst game." Well, yeah, because it was good at the time, and then I beat it, and I was like, "Oh shit, <laughs> this ending's it, awful." It bad. No, I liked it. The start of it. I also did not play a lot of games uh, last year, but this year I made sure that I have plenty on my list. He's All got right. two um, games. You, you really, you're gonna have to just. You're gonna have to up your game this year. Last year I did. you picked you picked Pokemon Go, yes. Overwatch, Mirror's Edge Catalyst, Jackbox Party Pack Three, and Ultimate Chicken Horse. <laughs> uh, Ultimate Chicken Horse is a fantastic game. Pokemon Go oh, I still go. play as I do Overwatch. Oh man. Oh man. I don't know how those are bad games. Uh, oh, and how about Mirror's Edge? <laughs> okay, Mirror's Edge was a bad call. I liked it at the time. It was just the fucking ending ruined the entire game because the ending was so bad that it fucked with the entire rest of the game that I was enjoying. I like that you have a list that kind of almost contrasts everybody else because a different perspective. Well, oh, I yeah, don't no, know. There's me. other lists in here that have things like Panzer Matles in it. Hey, yo. True. We got some, <laughs> some good varying points. One dating sim <laughs> per year. Here we go. Buckle up, yeah. everyone. Buckle up. Yeah, maybe if we all had played Panzer Matles, it would have been like a Doki Doki. Event. Yeah, you never know. I don't know. I mean, I listed Steven Sausage Roll on here, so I guess there's a pretty Dude, very How much list. did you play that? Like five minutes? No, I played it all. Played it all. You played yes. all of Steven you played Sausage it all, Roll, baby. Yo, I, I'm. Last year was terrible. It was just a bad year. <laughs> I'm just this pointing out way that better in terms of games. We still have uh, fucking Mass Effect uh, Andromeda. So as far as bad years, we are not doing much better. This uh, year, also yeah, had, we are. Yeah, infinitely better. If Andromeda was at the top of anyone's list, it would be as bad as last year. Okay, I just forgot because that it came made out it into year. my top ten. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> you can't just put garbage in your top ten. It's not garbage. Okay. It's pretty bad. The 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 cutscenes are garbage, but the gameplay was fun. Oh, that's what I love out of Mass Effect. Oh, <laughs> gameplay is pretty good. <laughs> oh gosh. On that's that, note. that that's like if if Destiny they were like, yeah, like the storyline's like like hella good and you can make all these choices, but like the gunplay, not that good. It's like, oh, cool. <laughs> I'm not even going to get started on why I dislike Destiny. We'll save that for next podcast. Oh, gosh, yes. Oh, Have you played man. Destiny? I don't need to play Borderlands again. Oh, no. Oh, nope, nope. We're in it right there. I don't All right. know that we can have informed opinions on things that we haven't played. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, we're in it right there. Well, we will, uh, we'll catch you next time.
This week's podcast was produced and edited by me, Aaron Juno. Other voices this week include Alex McCoslin, Caleb Juno, our special, special guest, Brock Gobin, and our other special, ultimately special guest, Shay Smith. This week's music was again brought to you by Amair, A-M-A-I-R. You can check him out on soundcloud.com forward slash Amer or on Spotify. Also, this week's podcast was brought to you by Reclaim Industrial, a small but amazing shop of makers, fabricators, and designers based out of Bluemont, Virginia. We've now also located a new shop in Kansas City, Missouri. So you can check us out online at www.reclaimindustrial with an e.com. You can also check out our website for any video updates we may have. And until next time, this has been The Forecast. Thank you.